We're through 60 Minutes and Beyond. This is the Flames Talk Post Game Show, now available on Apple and Spotify. Here's Pat Steinberg. Well, let's get our post game coverage underway on this Wednesday night. Final score 3 2 in a shootout. Flames over the Winnipeg Jets. Calgary improves to 3 0 1 in the preseason. And we welcome you to our Flames Talk Post Game Show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pat Steinberg across the table with Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge and the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement-y, visit dlbasementsystems.com. And uh, friends, once again, it was a night where we're talking about the Flames bringing a young lineup and you're evaluating some young players. Uh, no knock on Andrew Manchapani, Nikita Zadorov, or Mackenzie Weger, but I don't think you were uh, really evaluating them all that much in this game. They were just getting reps. But for guys like Dryden Hunt, Matt Coronado, uh, Sam Honzek, Connor Zeri, and others, it was a really good opportunity to evaluate against a decently veteran lineup for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, how do we think they did? Uh, a young lineup, Mick, and they uh, come away with the victory in the shootout. Yeah, and we talked uh, quite a bit about him, including on the pregame show and throughout the game. But Dryden Hunt, to me, was he was impressive again. Um, obviously, goals in back-to-back games now. But, you know, looking at the postgame stats, something that stood out to me, he had the most shifts on the Flames with 28. But then I look at his average shift length, which is 36 seconds, which is one of the lowest, closest to one of the lowest on the team. And what that tells me is that that he's taking short shifts. He's getting a lot of them. But as a player, when you take shorter shifts like that, oftentimes you can really keep up your tempo and your pace of play. And I think that's something that we see from him is every single time he's out on the ice, he's moving, He's he's got a lot of jump in his step, uh, and he's making things happen because he is fresh. It also tells me that he's very smart with his changes. Not once have I seen him uh, make a bad change, which in terms of your play away from the puck as a player now, uh, your changes and your timing of changes is becoming more and more important. So that's another thing that I thought was impressive. And then Connor Zary uh, as well. I thought that he had a, a really solid game, probably his best uh, so far in the preseason. And so seeing some, some promise from him, a little bit more pace to his game and I continue to be impressed by Ilya Solovyov he's um he's been solid he had a couple big blocks in this game tonight as well I liked all of those guys but I also liked Adam Ruzitska tonight 21 minutes and nine seconds he did not have short shifts Mick (laughs) his shift average was 50 seconds but uh seven shot attempts won 53 percent of his face-offs playing center I liked him tonight. Uh, final score, 3-2 in a shootout. Flames over the Winnipeg Jets at Bell MTS Place in Winnipeg. Flames up to 3-0-1 for their preseason record. We head back to Winnipeg and check in right now with Flames forward Kevin Rooney, part of the victory on the road. Kevin, appreciate the time. Uh, how did it feel out there for you? What uh, What did you make of uh, game number, uh, I guess game number two or three for you in the preseason, but preseason game number four? What did you make of this one tonight? Yeah, I thought it was a great effort um, from top to bottom. I thought, um, you know, for the guys that played in Seattle the other night, I thought it was a lot better, a lot more competitive, um, and just a great effort throughout the whole lineup. And uh, obviously, Wolfie played a great game back there too. So, um, you know, a lot of guys stood out tonight compared to the, the Seattle one. 
the other uh, night. Stu- stuck with it, too. I know they took a couple of one-goal leads, but uh, your group never seemed to go away. What uh, What did you make of the way your group was able to stay with, stick with it tonight? Well, I think that's part of the message uh, Husk has been uh, preaching all along, just be a resilient team. And there's going to be times throughout the season that, um, you know, you're down one late in the third, and you're going to have to push to get that goal. And we, we definitely stuck with it. I thought we played really well uh, down a goal in the third, and um, we generated a couple power plays, and, you know, maybe the power play didn't credit for that one, but they were really humming and um, gave us the momentum to, to get that goal. How'd you feel out there? Yeah, it felt great. I mean, it's, uh, it's easy when you play with a guy like Huntsy, and uh, we're also uh, loving playing with Siona too. So it's it's been a great uh, great line to play with the last couple of games. Um, Huntsy's a guy I've played with in New York and then a little bit last year with the Wranglers. So I always love playing with him because uh, – He's so predictable and he's so strong on the puck and hard on the puck. So it's, you know, it's usually going to be an offensive zone. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun playing with the young kid and then uh, re- reuniting with Hunty. How, uh, how has the preseason and training camp gone so far for you, Kevin? I think it's gone great, you know, just taking it one day at a time and trying to really enjoy it. You know, obviously last year I think I put a little bit um, too much pressure on myself and um, a lot more comfortable around the team and I know everyone in the organization and, um, I think the communication's been great um, from top to bottom, um, you know, from Connie all the way down to Husk and the assistant coaches. So just trying to enjoy coming to the rink every day and put my best foot forward every day, and then whatever happens, happens. And a final thought for you, and, and, and I guess just picking up on that, you know, a new coaching staff, new management group. For a lot of people, it feels like a fresh start. Are you kind of feeling that same thing? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you hear a lot of the offseason about, you know, getting younger, and I consider myself young too, so. Um, yeah, just trying to um, just trying to consider, just trying to uh, take in all the things the coaches are saying, and they're such good communicators nowadays. So it's really easy to um, you know what know what's ahead of you. Appreciate the time, Kevin. Thank you so much. Uh, congrats on the win, and once again, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. That is Kevin Rooney post game from Winnipeg, where the Flames take a three two shootout win over the Jets on this Wednesday night to improve to three zero and three one and zero rather on their preseason record. Is uh, Kevin's a guy, Derek? That is, uh, as, as I asked him right at the end, he's looking for a fresh start. Did not go the way he would have wanted in year one as a member of the Flames, but you know we talked about and 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 throughout the game. Uh, Derek, you and Megan talked about whether it's Dryden Hunt or Connor Zeri or, or numerous other players that might have a door open for him with the Jacob Pelche injury that's going to keep him out for a significant amount of time. Well, Kevin Rudy's in that mix as well because there's a, there's a fourth-line center spot that could very well be open for him. Yeah, a young 30 and doesn't have a ton of NHL miles on him, so maybe that's uh, what he meant by that comment. But I felt like he kind of got forgotten last season. He started sure. the year with the Flames, had one assist, and was minus two in 17 games, and then gets placed on waivers so they could open up a spot for Matthew Phillips. Clears get sent down to the Wranglers, and we never saw him again. But a really intelligent guy. And you take a look at his contract. He's in the second year of a two-year, $2.6 million deal. Can you bury that money in the American Hockey League? Yes. Do you want to? Ideally, no. I think you'd rather have him at the NHL level. So I think he has an opportunity to earn a spot, especially, and I know they play different positions, but especially after the injury to Jacob Pelche, because that does open up one more forward spot. And I loved his insight, too, talking about how he's played with Dryden Hunt before. Played with him at the NHL level with the Rangers, at the AHL level with the Wranglers, and now playing with him in the preseason with the Flames. So I do kind of wonder about that combination. Uh, I could certainly see Hunt and Rooney 
playing on the fourth line together, maybe with Dewar playing to their right. Other name I wanted to, a couple other names I wanted to dive into. Adam Rzichka, uh, what did we think of him tonight? I, 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 he's had he's had some different um, assignments so far in camp. He's played the wing. This game, Mick, he was down the middle uh, on that top line with Mangiapane and Coronado. Uh, some of the underlying numbers, some of the, the uh, possession numbers really strong for Ruzicka tonight. And I thought he was kind of all around it tonight as he tries to get himself in that opening night lineup. Yeah, I think it's no secret that this is a, a critical preseason for Adam Ruzicka. And I think the knock on him typically is that it's been that he doesn't compete that he doesn't compete hard enough. He, he isn't, uh, he has a big body that he doesn't use that to his advantage enough. But I think that he's starting to find that balance in his game. And I think, I, I mean, we've seen a great compete level from him so far. And I think that he's gotten better uh, as this preseason has gone along. One thing he mentioned this morning that he's trying to work on is his consistency. So showing up every single night, uh, making sure that he's putting his best foot forward, of course, but also that he's performing. Last year, his season was a little bit weird. After Christmas, he didn't have a single point. So yeah. looking at that from a consistency standpoint, you can see where he's coming from in wanting to bring that more. But I think also consistency in his effort um, and the way that he's battling and competing as well. Yeah, as I said earlier, I liked him tonight. And remember when we talked about him on the roundtable last week, Pat? And I said, I don't know who or what Adam Ruzicka is. Yeah. And Mick, you just talked about last season. The guy has 20 points in his first 25 games, none in his last 19. And a lack of consistency hasn't just been a problem for him at the NHL level. It's plagued him throughout his hockey career. Mm -hmm. I think at times he's tried to rely too much on his natural ability. And you can get away with that playing at lower levels, whether that be in the OHL or the AHL, not in the NHL. So if he can become more consistent, and he's still relatively young, he's only 24 years old, so there's no reason to believe that he can't be more consistent moving forward. He's got all the tools, and listen, he's a big, strong guy. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy who goes running around throwing huge body checks, but he can use his size and strength in different ways. He should win more than his fair share of battles. Because he's simply bigger and stronger than most of the guys yep. he's going to be battling with. So I think he's had a strong preseason so far. And you know how I said I didn't know who or what Adam Rzitska was? I think the Flames feel the same way. Yep. And that's why you're seeing him used with different people and in different spots here. Yep. If, if he can turn himself into a real factor this year, that's, uh, that's a big – I'm not saying he's got to be 20 and 25 like he was uh, when he got put on that line last year, but if he can be a, a secondary scoring threat and can up that consistency, as you talked about, Mick, I think they've got – I still think that there is a lot there. The package that he brings to the table, there's a lot to like. So now it's just about those finer details and really working on those. And last guy I wanted to ask about uh, the uh, marquee matchup for Country Hills Toyota. We talked in the pregame show about Sam Honzek, the most recent first round pick. You know, it's it's not like he's been it's not like he's been bad, but you know, you're looking for a first round pick if if they're going to enter that conversation about playing NHL games as a rookie. They've got a pop. They got a pop at the young stars. They got a pop in in training camp. And this is by no means a criticism at all. He's 18 years old, but it, it probably hasn't happened. And and probably Derek a, a trip back to 
Vancouver is probably what we're looking at to to start his season. Yeah, I'd be stunned if uh, he stuck around even until the end of the preseason because I just don't think he's ready yet, and that's okay. To, To your point, Pat, he's 18. He's got a great frame, but he hasn't really grown into that frame yet. So I think he's still trying to find himself. And one of the interesting things that came out of uh, Prospects Camp last week was that they're going to move him to center. So at some point, he's going to be sent down to the Vancouver Giants. He's going to play up the middle because I think ideally that's where the Flames would like him to play moving forward. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's ready for prime time yet, but uh, very few 18-year-olds are. I even think back to when Matthew Kachuk was drafted sixth overall. Pat, you were around the team. I was around the team. They had him penciled in on the London Knights. They weren't planning on keeping him in the NHL. He gave them no choice but to keep him, at least to start the year, and then no choice but to keep him past that nine-game mark. That was the only way that Sam Honzik was going to stay in the NHL, and I, I just don't think he's had that kind of impact. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. He's just he's just not quite there yet. And and like you said, good frame, but needs to fill out. Yeah. Needs a couple more years to to train and to get some muscle on his body. But in in speaking with him this morning in the media availability, uh, you can tell that he's really trying to soak up this experience and just to take in as much as he can to get better every single day uh, and, and to really try to find his way and his groove as to what would he bring to this team. And at the NHL level, what type of player would he be? Because oftentimes that changes when a guy makes a jump from junior uh, to the NHL or from the AHL to the NHL, it changes. So I think for him, it's also going to be a matter of uh, what does his NHL game look like? And I think he's, he's trying to figure that out too. Uh, let's select, and it's hard. It's hard when you're 18, playing yeah. against 25, 28-year-old grown human beings. It's, it's tough to do, and I don't think it was an expectation, but it was something that I think some people were wondering if it was maybe going to go that way. Let's and, select, and yeah, sorry, just ahead. quickly, yeah. he hasn't been in North America all that long. It's a different game. Also true. Yep. True. Uh, let's select tonight's hardest-working Flame 3-2 shootout win for the Flames over the Jets at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I called it Bell MTS Place all day. Uh, as soon as I got here, anyway. It's a bit flustered, but, a bit flustered on this Wednesday evening. You know what? Uh, when I wrote our scripts for Monday's game, I wrote Bell MTS Place in there as well. So I made the same mistake on Monday and then realized my mistake today. And then when I heard you say it, I'm like, okay, I better let Pat know. Merci. Yeah. Uh, hardest working <laughs> flames brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon's hiring. Send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. What, uh, what are we thinking, Mick? Who's our hardest worker tonight? I'm going to give this one to, to Dryden Hunt. And I think that, you know, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, I think that he's he has a lot of pace to his game, a, a lot of energy. He brings a little bit of pop, but he's defensively responsible, contributed offensively, uh, and has had a, a good good preseason thus far. But tonight, uh, I would give it to him with uh, Ilya Solovyov being a, a close second uh, for the reason I said before, a, a lot of block shots. But Dryden Hunt takes the takes the cake today. Dryden, 17 minutes and 14 seconds. Three shots, four attempts, three hits, one takeaway. Solid night for Dryden Hunt. He is your hardest working flame. Brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Just about to hear from head coach Ryan. 
Ryan Huska, get his thoughts post-game following a 3-2 shootout win in Winnipeg. But just some uh, final thoughts from our broadcast duo, starting with Megan Mickelson. Yeah, I think in general it's – you know, it was it was a little bit sloppy. <laughs> yep. A bit of a sloppy game, um, preseason hockey. But at the end of the day, I think the guys in the locker room will be pretty happy. Uh, you come out with a win, and uh, they don't ask how. You look at Dustin Wolf and uh, the fact that he was able to put up a solid game after what happened on Monday. I think that that's promising and, and good for the organization, good for the team. Uh, and then some really good performances by a lot of players. We talked about it, Adam Rzichka, Dryden Hunt, uh, Connor Zari getting a, a goal as well. So, yeah, it's the preseason, but some pluses to take away. Well, sure first of all, like Pat. Preseason tonight, eh? First of all, Patty. <laughs> if if there was an award for hardest working flame broadcaster, you would win that award today. Fastest sprinting. <laughs> well, I, I think Mick would probably be you in race. I think I. Could I don't be a think good well, you you didn't sprint today. That's why I say only today. <laughs> We're not racing. <laughs> Let's race. You no, know what? It's not. I'm okay. I'm okay not being embarrassed. There were some strong individual performances tonight. I thought the Flames' best period was the third period, and their power play, quite frankly, was tough to watch for five periods. When I think about the game in Calgary on Monday, and then the first two periods in Winnipeg tonight. They looked completely out of sync on the PP. Mm-hmm. But then in the third period, all of a sudden they had something going with the man advantage. So I think that was a step in the right direction. It wasn't a great night for Dustin Wolf on Monday. I know he didn't get a lot of work in the first half of the game tonight, but I thought he was really solid, especially in the second half. Stops all three guys in the shootout as well. And we, we just continued to watch these battles for spots and battles for... Uh, playing time and special teams time, and it, it's been fun. Uh, with that said, uh, the day kind of started on a, a sour note. We found out Jacob Pelche, who got hurt on Monday, needs uh, surgery on his left shoulder. So uh, bad news for him, good news for someone battling for a job on this team. And the big story today, unfortunately, Chris Snow. And uh, it's it's been hard for all three of us to kind of get through this broadcast tonight. Uh, we did it with heavy hearts, thinking about Chris who's fought harder than anybody. (laughs) I mean, it's been five years, and he keeps defying the doctors and defying the odds, and uh, I'm going to hold out hope that he can do it again. Uh, My thoughts with him and his wife Kelsey and their kids and uh, everybody that supported that family. Uh, And I'll just wrap it up on a high note. Uh, I have said for two years that, I think Michael Backlund should be the captain of the Calgary Flames if he signs a contract extension. Well, he did sign a contract extension today, and they put the C on his jersey. And I think that is an honor that he has earned. And I think he will do, as he's done for a decade and a half, represent the Flames in the right way on the ice and off the ice as the 21st captain of this hockey club. So I could not be happier for Michael Backlund. And... Happy eighth birthday to Calder. Oh, I hope he's yeah. listening. Happy birthday, well, he Calder. He should be in bed by now, yeah. no? He had hockey tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had hockey tonight. So Hey, we should say hi to our dads. Is your dad listening? Is Bill listening? I'm sure my dad is listening. Hi, Dad. Hi to my dad, Ray. <laughs> Patty? Hello, pups. Hi, Len. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, enjoy your night off Friday. I know you'll be listening. Well, we get a preseason battle of Alberta on Friday at Scotiabank Saddledome. We've got... 
The Oilers-Canucks game on our TV. I see Evander Kane still the same guy. I don't know what kind of lineup the Oilers are going to send. I'm sure it'll be a pretty good one, but that should be fun on Friday night. That is next up for the Flames. For now, we uh, say goodbye to Megan and Derek. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday evenings. Thank you, friends. Good night, Pat. Do Pat. Uh, Megan, Derek, signing off on our Flames Talk post-game show. We still have lots of time. If you want to chat, give us a call at 403-240-4444 or text us at 960-960. Your thoughts on uh, a lot. There, there's been a lot that's gone on. If you want to talk about Michael Backlund, we can do that. Uh, if you want to talk about Jacob Pelche, we can do that. Still can talk about camp battles, all that type of stuff. As uh, Derek said, kind of the, the whole Flames Talk day has been, um, you know, kind of dedicated to sending good vibes to Chris Snow and the Snow family. And as uh, Chris continues to battle, uh, he had a uh, cardiac arrest on Tuesday and has been in hospital since. And uh, as, as his wife Kelsey put out on social media, it doesn't necessarily look great right now, but he's been fighting for years and uh, we're just hoping that he's going to be able to continue that fight and we know he's fighting right now. So that is uh, very much heavy on our minds. So phone lines, 403-240-4444. Text line, 960-960. Give us a call. Fire us a text. Lots that we can talk about, plus the game, a 3-2 shootout win for the Flames over the Winnipeg Jets. Call now. Text now. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement visit dlbasementsystems.com. Final score, Flames 3, Jets 2, and a shootout from Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. Flames are now 3-1 and one in the 2023 preseason. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post-game show available wherever you get your podcasts. And this is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Have your say now. Text us at 960-960 or call 403-240-4444. The Flames Talk post-game show continues. Steinberg along with you following a 3-2 Flames shootout win in preseason game number four over the Winnipeg Jets. Phone lines open, 403-240-4444. Text line open, 960-960. A lot to talk about. The game, yep, some standout performances. If you watch the game online, uh, there's lots to talk about from the game. Uh, and we'll get into some of those performances, whether it's Zeri or Hunt or Wolf or Coronado or some of the vets. Whoever you want to talk about, we can talk about. The Michael Backlund news, the Jacob Pelche news, there's lots to get into on this Wednesday night. So phone line's open, text line open. We'll get to that in just a second. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. And let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska. He just finished speaking on the road in Winnipeg. Coach, just uh, start with kind of your your initial impressions of uh, kind of a game that went had some ebbs and flows to it. Yeah, it sure did tonight. I mean, I, I thought uh, the first few shifts, I was a little bit unsure of what we were going to get. I don't think we looked very good. But after the, after that, I liked the way we worked tonight. I thought our work ethic was good. Um, the shifts that we bent in our own zone, we didn't break, which is a nice thing. And we found a way to get the job done. Well, and obviously some you know penalties and uh, five on three opportunity for them yeah. that leads to their second goal. But what did you like about the response? Uh, well, it's, they stayed with it. You know, I, I go back to this was a, a kind of more of a working game for us, I would say. And um, this is a notoriously heavy, bigger team. And I thought some of our younger players fared pretty well today. 
about um, you know, I thought on I'm Dustin Wolf didn't have a ton of shots, but yeah. there was a few breakaways and you know a couple late well, there too. He made the big one at the end. I mean that was a uh, one of those saves that um, don't, goalies don't often make, but that one he found a way to make it. So he made some key saves for us when he needed to tonight for sure. Just wanted to you to weigh in on what uh, what ha- happened with Chris Snow, where it leaves this organization and it's hard tonight. Well, it, it, it you know I I think Craig talked about it this afternoon I mean everybody's I think it's a tough day for sure for everybody and and really all the our all of our thoughts are are with the Snow family I mean Kelsey Cohen and Willa it's it's a tough one also just the Michael back and back on signing just how quickly that situation turned around what do you think it says about what he felt when he landed in Calgary and got back into this culture that sounds like it's changing under you and your coaching staff um, you know, I, Mike is, uh, Michael's, uh, the type of guy that has a huge heart. Um, and I think when he came back, he, he you know, he, he sees how much the, the city of Calgary, um, meant to him. And I think, yeah, he felt that from the people around, he felt that from this organization. And I think when he, him and his wife, you know, had a real, um, deep look into things this is where they wanted to be so we're we're thrilled that he was able to come to terms and is going to be around for much longer and I think with him wearing the the C now um, he's going to be the perfect guy for our room in regards to um, being the player's guy but he's also the coach's guy too so um, we're really happy that they're they're staying around. Speaking of the coach's guy what would you say to the people who think you've played a big role in in kind of that situation? Um, I I, I was lucky enough as a younger coach to have Michael for half a year. Um, so I had a little bit of time with him when he was a younger guy. So uh, I don't think it had a lot to do with me. I think it's more about his teammates and the work that Craig was able to do to get this, this deal done. That is head coach Ryan Huska in Winnipeg following his team's 3-2 shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets on this Wednesday night. It's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post-game show. Phone lines, text lines open. Let's get to tonight's save of the game. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Dustin Wolf went the distance and then some. Went 60 plus 5 and then uh, three shooters in the shootout as well. And his save of the game and a really strong night came in period number three. In alone, Nemestikov, Deeks shoots and is stopped by Wolf. A big save by Dustin Wolf on Vlad Nemestikov. The Jets with a shorthanded chance. That is one of, when it's all said and done, the 19 stops in regulation and overtime made by Dustin Wolf. He made three more in the shootout, and that is your save of the game, brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit shaneholmes.com, the better way to build. And I, uh, I thought that it was a really, really strong bounce back performance from Dustin Wolf. It's the preseason. We get that. But you know, Dustin is looking to make life even more difficult for Craig Conroy and co when it comes to making this team and and how they're going to manage having Dan Vladar who is great Monday on the road in Seattle and Jacob Markstrom in this uh in this fold. And so Dustin did not have the type of game that he's used to having on Monday night in the loss to Seattle. Well, in this game tonight, he was really good. And even though he barely saw any pucks in the first two periods, only seven made it to his net. Lots around his net, but only two, uh, only seven made it to him. Well, he really 
had to be busy in the final 15 minutes or so. Uh, sorry, 25 minutes or so. Ten shots in the third, four more in overtime, and then three in the shootout. And throughout the night, whether he was getting tested a lot or was a little quieter around his net, looked very calm and composed. So I thought a good uh, a good second preseason start for Dustin Wolf. He started two and gone two full ones. I'm curious if we see with four more games to go if he gets one more start or if they split the final two between Markstrom and Vladar. It's kind of up to Jacob in a lot of ways how much he wants to play, but it's going to be curious to see. Uh, that is your save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes. Now the text line at 969-60. This says, could you see Zary making the opening roster? He's looked good. Rizichka's been okay, in my opinion. He has a big body, which he doesn't use effectively. Pospisil, I think there's something there. Soloviev looks like he could push for a spot. Honzek, I hope we made the right pick. I know it's early. I just wish I had seen a little more out of him. I think we can pencil Coronado in for the opening roster. Could we see the fourth line being Klapka, Zeri, Dewar, or would you put Hunt Ruzicka in just because they have NHL experience? So there's other names in there as well, and and so you, there's not gonna like the, the, there's also the guys that are on one-way contracts that you have to factor into this conversation as well, and so so it's not gonna be unlimited young players that make the team. Now, if you count Pelche, who is gonna be out for a little while, the Flames have the 12 forwards on one-way deals. So if you put Pelche out of there, and Pelche's not on the one-way deal, but that is factored into Cap Friendly's calculations. Uh, without Pelche, that brings it down to 11. Ruzicka is factored in there. Coronado is not. So really, you're not talking about multiple names that are, are going to make it as it stands right now. Maybe two of those young bubble players, but probably not a whole lot more. Uh to, to answer the first question, yeah, I think Zeri's got a chance. I think Pelche's injury opens the door a little bit for a guy like Zeri. Um, similarly for a guy like Klapka. I do think Coronado has a pretty decent chance of being on the opening night roster. I did not mind him at all tonight. I didn't see him in Seattle, and obviously he was great. Sunday against Vancouver with four points. So, yeah, I think you're talking about a great chance of Coronado being on the roster. So just a, a little bit of um, reaction to that text. Parson says, first off, prayers to the family and friends of the Snows. Secondly, Backlund signed relatively quick after initially wanting to feel things out. What do you think made his mind up for him? I love the structure of the new extension and I believe is a win-win for both sides. Happy to see him get the C. Parson, I agree completely. Win-win. I think it's a slam dunk on both sides. What changed? I think it all it, it all started with Daryl Sutter. I think that um, moving on from Daryl as coach, I think started it. Uh, but I really think, and and I would really encourage you. And this is not trying to pump Wes's tires or my tires or the Flames Talk tires. I just I really would encourage you to go listen to the Michael Backlund exclusive on the Flames Talk podcast feed if you can. It was really really enlightening. He sat down with us for about 21 minutes and went through it all. And so to Reader's Digest it for you, you get a little away from a nightmare season last year. Then you get invited to Nashville, and the Flames roll out the red carpet for you in Nashville uh, when you win the King Clancy Memorial Award. They made this incredible video for him before he went to Bridgestone Arena to win the King Clancy. And... I, I know that that made a massive impact. And that was, I left Nashville 
thinking for the first time that, you know what, there's a pretty good chance that this, this narrative changes. And so that went a long way. The way What they did for him in Nashville went a long, long way. And it went a long way for him to win the King Clancy Memorial, a trophy that is given out for community work in your city, for him to win that with the Flames and to represent Calgary and the Flames knowing all he's done. Then you come to camp and there's a different vibe and the captaincy's being thrown around and you just start, and he talked about the pros and cons list he did with his wife Frida on the couch and just how there were just so many more pros than cons to staying in Calgary as opposed to leaving. So I think it all started in June with what happened in Nashville and winning the King Clancy and how that all played out and then... It just kind of continued getting better from there to the point here we are. He signs the two-year extension and gets the captaincy as well. So that that's the Reader's Digest version of it. I, I'd really encourage you to go listen to the conversation, though, that uh, Michael had with us. It's on the Flames Talk podcast feed right now. Uh, this from Neil in, in the Northeast. Just want to send my love to Chris and Kelsey Snow and the entire family. You are a continuing inspiration for us all. 100%. This from Smiley. Patty, it's hard to think of anything other than the Snow family. Prayers and light sent out to them all. Agreed. Uh, and Flamestock's been sending the good vibes all day as much as we possibly can to Chris, who's fighting, to Kelsey Willa and Cohen, who are uh, going through it right now. This reads, what are you seeing from Huberdeau in terms of his confidence and comfort level now that he's had a, had a year to settle? What are your predictions for him this season? Well, just his demeanor seems so much lighter right now. He is so much more comfortable. It, it, it feels like he is so much more comfortable. He has said he is so much more comfortable. So he just, there, there seems to be like, two 80-pound anvils that have been lifted off his shoulders. So that would be number one. Uh, number two, I, I also think that he's he's looked a little bit more uh, dynamic in what we've seen from the on-ice sessions and in the one game he played. He scored twice, and he looked he looked dynamic. And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 my predictions, I, I think a better, much better year. I think he is far closer to the point totals that Jonathan Huberdeau typically put, puts up, closer to point per game. That would be my prediction for what we see this year. Uh, this says from John and Okotoks, I know it's the preseason, but it's nice to see them win two shootouts, unlike last season. Fair point. This says, for me, Connor Zeri should make the team or be one of the last cuts. He plays better with better talent around him. Full-time NHLer by this time next year. Uh, this from Claude. Pat, your thoughts on Wolf's Selly after the win? A little bit of showboating for preseason. Thoughts and prayers for Chris Snow and family. Sad to hear about Pelche as well. Um, I I love the celebration. I mean, I was like, whoa, that's a that's a preseason Selly. I wasn't expecting that, but I it looked good. It was a good Selly. Uh, and I mean, look, he just. You just want a shootout, and he's a competitive guy, and he really wanted to bounce back from what happened on Monday night. I had no problem with it. I thought it was a great selly, especially for a goalie. So uh, I thought I, I give it I give it a nine and a half out of ten on the goalie celebration from Dustin Wolf. If you didn't see it, you'll see it somewhere after he made the third stop. 
in the shootout uh, in Winnipeg tonight. Okay, great stuff on the text line. Text line remains open at 960-960 if you want to jump in. But now let's hit the phone lines at 403-240-4444 on this Wednesday night. Flames take a 3-2 shootout win over Winnipeg. This is your Flames Talk postgame show on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. It's Steinberg along with you. Lots to talk about, and let's kick it off by saying hello to Travis. What's up, Trav? Hey, Patty, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good things. I hope you had a good summer. I'm glad hockey's back. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, obviously, um, that's terrible news about Chris Snow today, so send my condolences there. Um, but as for the Flames, um, I think it's pretty exciting today that uh, Michael Backman had a change of heart and actually signed, and he's, he's you know, going to be here for the next three years, be our captain. I think... Um, that's a pretty big shift from the start of the off season when everybody wanted out and it was all doom and gloom. So to actually have one of those guys come back and, and be, be happy to be back is I think a big thing. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's in, I think all ways you look at it, it's a big win for the flames to keep Michael Backlund and name him captain, the contract, uh, for him to have a slight change of heart and all that type of stuff. I, I think it's just it's a win for the organization. It's a win for Michael. It's just win, win, win across the board. I really do think that. Yeah, so do I. And overall, like the energy, you know, last year was very disappointing. But for me, even as a, as a very loyal fan, you know, with Conroy, the new coach, Backlund back, you have the young guys getting a shot in the fourth line. I just really like the energy, and I actually have a lot of excitement. And I, and and it's probably a lot of my love for the Flames, but I feel like um, there's a lot of potential for this year. There's a lot of people could bounce back, and I think they could surprise some people, to be honest. I, I, I mean, we talked about this with Michael earlier on Wednesday, Remember the excitement level a year ago and a little bit more than a year ago throughout the summer and coming into last season. Like people were really excited about the coming year and the team isn't all that different. I mean, Toffoli no longer here, Sharon Govich in. So that's the big change. You know, Lucic and, and Lewis aren't here anymore and, and some youth and all that type of stuff. We'll see where Coronado fits, all that type of stuff. But, you know, generally it's a pretty unchanged roster and the core pieces are still the same. Still Huberdo and Lindholm and Hannafin and Anderson, so on and so forth, Backlund, Markstrom. And everybody was really excited about last season. It was a nightmare. It didn't go the way anybody wanted it to or thought it would. But it wasn't just Trav and Pat and a few others who had those expectations. It was like the whole damn NHL was thinking that about the Flames. So why why couldn't they bounce back? So, yeah, I, I think they, they absolutely have a chance to. I, re- I really do. Yeah, like you have Huberto, who obviously we know is a lot more comfortable and and probably a lot of a lot of more pressure off his shoulders this year. I guess there's some pressure there, but just kind of different pressure. I think you have Japan who's healthy, Backman now locked up, and the captain. I don't, I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of a lot of good things going for the Flames, and you love Lucic and and those guys last year, but but I think younger guys just bring more speed and bring a little more skill to the third line or to the fourth line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
like I think Dewar, you know, Dewar looks looks pretty decent. I think he's pretty much a lock, obviously. And then you're hoping Pelche might be there, but obviously he's hurt, and I could see him missing big portion of the season. Wouldn't you imagine? Uh, or what do you think, Pat? On on Pelche, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good chunk of time. I don't know if it's gonna be uh, the the entire season. It happened early. We'll see what happens after the surgery. Like I I could see him back depending on the way things go. Um, I could see him back still in the calendar year of 2023, but it's probably going to miss October, and we'll see We'll see if he can be back in November or December, and we'll see how the surgery goes. Okay, one last thing, just the goaltending. <clears throat> how do you see the goaltending play out? Um, I think um, Wolf had a pretty, pretty awesome game tonight. Um, he made some big saves in overtime, nice stop in the shootout. I think that bolds confidence for him after probably not a great first game that I kind of listened to. But the way I see it is maybe Markstrom 50 games, Ladar 20 games, and Wolf 10 games. What are your thoughts? Could be. Could be. And, and, and that doesn't factor in a potential trade, right? I mean, if, if something happens. So, yeah, that, that could absolutely be a decent split. Would you be comfortable, though, trading Ladar? I know we say Wolf, you know, it's a lot of pressure on Wolf. And if Markstrom has any slip-ups, like, what are your confidence level if you were just had – Markstrom and Wolf and didn't have what are there? Um, I think that I think that I like personally. I've been kind of pushing for that three goaltender thing for a little while, and so I think to make that work for half a season or a full season, you can do. But at some point, you have to. Um, at some point, you'll have to make the change um, and 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 move somebody out. I believe. Um, I think ideally if you could make it work for half a season and then find a trade and then have the proof and the confidence that you wanted in Wolf that he's ready, that would be the ideal. You may not get that ideal. It might take a full season or you might have to make a move earlier. But, you know, I, I'd, I'd be I'd be semi-comfortable with it. Um, but I'd probably ideally be more comfortable with it if I saw a little bit more at the NHL level from Wolf. But again, that's under ideal circumstances and the NHL very rarely runs under that. Yeah. Awesome, Pat. So, so great to have hockey back. Thanks for taking my call and uh, we'll be chatting again soon. Thanks, Trav. Appreciate it. 403-240-4444. Your phone number, text line 960-960 as the Flames take a 3-2 shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets. Lots to talk about as we say hello to Joy on our Flames Talk postgame show. What's up, Joy? Not much, Pat. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm just calling about Snowy. Really hit me today. Um... It was funny because just yesterday he popped in my head and I was like, you know, I haven't seen him all summer. I hope he's enjoying the summer. I hope he's coming back. And then I saw that news come out today from Kelsey, which was hard. Um, so I don't really want to talk too much hockey tonight, but I uh, just wanted to say that you guys have done a really good broadcast tonight, knowing everything that's going on. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say tonight. Appreciate it, Joy. And uh, the, the, the more good vibes, the better. Appreciate it, hey? Yes, have a good night. You too. Thanks, Joy. Uh, let's say what's up to George on the Flames Talk post game. What's up, George? Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. Um, my thoughts are with the Snow family tonight, and uh, nothing but positive vibes for them. It's it's like Joy said, it's really hard to even think about hockey or anything else for that matter. 
when you hear something like that. The the man is such and will continue to be such an inspiration. I mean, the battle he's fought and what he's done and the awareness he's raised for ALS, it's uh, unbelievable. And uh, just positive vibes when it comes to that. That's all I can say at this point. I just hope, hope, hope for the best for him and his family. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so let's try to talk about some hockey here tonight. Uh, do you think Ruzichka can uh, earn himself a top six role this year and actually keep it? Yes. Or top nine. I'll say top nine because this team is still probably going to be a top nine as opposed to a um, defined top six, bottom six. But So I'd say top nine. Yeah, I think he can. I don't know. Um, if I would put it at like the what what percentage I would put it at, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think like I said, he has all the attributes, but it's just consistency has been such a big issue his entire career, even back to as far as junior. So I hope he can get it together because he can really be an X factor player for the Flames this year. I truly believe that if he can, you know, reach that potential and keep it. Uh, if he doesn't, I think this is really a make-or-break year for him with this organization because I don't know how much further you can go with him if he doesn't. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see how he progresses this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think he's had a positive training camp and a positive preseason. There's a lot to like about the player. There really is. But as we've talked about a lot, there's got to be some consistency that is – there's got to be more consistency in his game. There's There's zero doubt about that. For sure. Um, I have really liked Dryden Hunt's camp so far. I've also really liked Connor Zeri's camp. They've actually both really stood out for me. And with uh, Peltier's unfortunate injury, I think that uh, either or have a real legitimate shot to be on the opening night roster if they keep up their camps. Um, Between those two, now I know there's still more camp to go, so, you know, one can still pull ahead of the other, but right now, if you had to pick one to start, who would it be? Would it be Hunter Zeri? If 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 the season started tomorrow, um, I would probably lean Zeri just because he's a drafted player. If I were making the decision, yeah, so would I. But I I could also see the argument for Hunt because he does have NHL experience. So I think that kind of gives him an advantage there too. But yeah, I think I think either or um, would be would be a good fit. Like I, I and one thing again, I brought it up last time we spoke. But uh, uh, Craig Conroy openly spoke about how he, you know, he mentioned Zeri by name. How I'm going to, you know, give him an opportunity. And and part of the reason you know, for that, mo- part of the reason for that is because he's a drafted player. Yes, exactly right, and. Uh, and, and so far, so good for Zaria. I'm, I'm, I've been impressed um, by what I've saw. So I, I, you know, I hope he keeps it up. And even if he doesn't, you know, um, make the opening night roster, he most certainly will be one of the uh, first call-ups uh, if they do touch what have injuries. So that will be uh, that will be good for him. And then my final thought is, uh, uh, I, I thought Dustin Wolf was much better tonight than he was his last game. Obviously, didn't have a lot of. Uh, a lot of shots during the first two periods, but the final 15 minutes of the game, he was fantastic. And uh, overtime and, and that shootout, I mean, what can you say? That little, that that's one thing. I, that's one thing I love about Wolf is he makes up for the lack of size with his athleticism. I don't know if this is a fair comparison or not, but the way he plays his style reminds me of a Jonathan Quick in his prime. When Jonathan Quick was in his prime, he has that 
very, very athletic, very athletic goalie. Like, he can just do anything with his limbs, and I think that's why he is so good. Part of it, yep. He, competitive level, that what you speak of, and the way he reads the game. That's That's how he's able to make up for – what he maybe lacks size-wise compared to other goalies at at high levels. Yeah, well, that's all I got for tonight, uh, Patty. Uh, congrats to Michael Backlund. Uh, long time coming for him. Um, I thought it was a fair deal for him, fair for the team. Uh, deservedly so, the captain. He's he's the captain in the room, and those are you know to me that's what matters the most. What those players in that room think because they're together all the time. And uh, again, to end off, Snowy Strong, all, all my best to him and uh, thoughts will continue to be with the family. Uh, hope uh, you have a wonderful night, Patty. Thanks, George. You be well, buddy. Take care, my man. Appreciate it, man. And yeah, I mean, there'll be lots of uh, lots of Snowy Strong thoughts on this program and period. I just, I just, I, I mentioned this on, on one of the earlier Flames talks on this Wednesday, but I just saw the guy. I just saw him on... Uh, it was about 10 days ago when Penn Tickton at the Young Stars Classic. I, I just saw him, and, uh, yeah, it's tough. It was, it was awesome to see him, and then to have this news today where here he is in the fight for his life, it's just uh, – it's uh, – it's, it's today definitely with a heavy heart. There's there's no doubt about that. Let's say hello to Anand, who's on the phone lines at 403-240-4444. Flames win 3-2 in a shootout over the Winnipeg Jets in preseason game number four. What's up, Anand? How are we doing today? Good evening, Pat. How are you? I'm doing okay, buddy. Yeah, I'm also doing okay too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to the uh, Snow family, uh, especially me being a hockey fan and uh, following Kelsey's tweets and posts, even Chris's posts. Uh, it has been so inspirational. Those are the individuals that I look forward out to the community when I want to perform better in something that I do. I always look out to these uh, legendaries out there in the community who give back to the community as well as inspirational. So thoughts and prayers out to the family. Yes, absolutely. Well said, buddy. Yeah. And my second uh, thought also, uh, I wish uh, Jacob Pelcher uh, recovers soon as well. Hope his surgery goes well. Uh, I know how important he can be for the Flames uh, team, especially being a nice uh, rookie and experienced as well. How his leadership is, has stood out to the team. Hopefully he can recover soon as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, first of all, it's just awful news that that is, you know, what ended up happening, um, and and that the, you know, the results of the MRI and the imaging were uh, kind of the worst case scenario on the Jacob Pelche front, um, but he is going to be able to play this year. He's young, so you know, the younger you are when you're a highly conditioned, high level athlete. The, the quicker you heal a lot of the times. I know the Flames are optimistic on that. We'll see how the surgery goes. I believe it's a dislocation, so we'll see how the, the surgery goes, and then we'll get a more finite timeline coming up sometime next week, I believe. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, also another uh, congratulations to Michael Backland as well for being the captain. Uh, like George uh, said, uh, Michael Backland has a great uh, team, uh, team ethics and he has been with the Calgary Flames for so long. So I believe that was the right decision by the Flames management to make him the captain so he can share his experience and leadership. 
Yeah, and and he's it was just such a a slam dunk. It was just a, a really easy decision to go with Michael as the captain. It just makes sense. So, especially now that he signed his contract, the contract's a win for the team, I think, and a big win for Backland. Him being named captain is awesome and deserving. Uh, it was that that was a good that was a piece of good news on this Wednesday. Yeah, and last but not the least, I took your advice from uh, uh, last night or two nights ago when we chatted. I'm going to the uh, Oilers game and the Flames game on Friday, so I'll be there at the Dome uh, seeing the Battle of Alberta pre-season. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Okay, and you have yourself a great something. night, hey? Yeah, yeah. have a good night. Talk to you soon. Okay, be well. Good to yeah. hear from yeah. you. Uh, as the phone lines remain open, 403-240-4444 on this Wednesday night. Flames take a 3-2 shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets in preseason game number four. Also, lots of other news on this Wednesday as well that we were we are uh, reacting to. Text line remains open at 960-960 if you want to chat on this Wednesday night. Flames 3-2 shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets. Lots more time, though, for phone calls. If you want to call, call now, 403-240-4444, or text now, 960-960. It's time for tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. I'm going to go with uh, a guy we just talked about. I'm going to go with Adam Ruzicka. I thought he had a really strong night and was all around it all night long. Individually, he finishes with two shots. He led the team along with Matt Coronado with seven individual shot attempts. He had three individual scoring chances. Uh, and then on the ice at five on five, when Ruzicka was on the ice, uh, Flames were a 55% possession team. Shot attempts were 11-9. I thought, I thought Adam and, and that line had a good night, but I thought it was a really strong night for Ruzicka specifically. Here's a guy trying to prove the Flames right in terms of the Flames think that there's something there, and when he is dialed, there is something there. Just looking for more consistency and more consistency in that battle level. And I thought it was a really strong night for Adam Rizicka. He's our player with heart. Brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit heartfit.ca. Nice night for Dustin Wolf between the pipes. Let's uh, hear from the Flames goaltender, especially in the third period overtime in the shootout. Dustin Wolf came to play. Uh, he made nine of ten stops in the third period, four of four in overtime, and then three of three in the shootout. Here's Dustin Wolf post game following Calgary's three-two shootout win. Well, just start by uh, you know to feel uh, to close that one out. How did that one uh, feel? Come back and obviously shut the door down. That's right. Yeah, I think I felt uh, like a hockey player again tonight. Um, it was kind of a little iffy on Monday, and obviously you're super happy to be able to get back in the net so soon and um, you know, just show them that you know, that's all I can play. Well, obviously the five on three, uh, you know, boys were kind of laying out there for uh, for a big stretch of that, but then to see them respond and, and get one back on the power play, what did that uh, what did that do for you in the crease and kind of let you carry the rest of the way? Yeah, I mean, our kill was fantastic tonight. Um, I don't know, I think we had like 20 or 30 blocks throughout the game, and um, you know, when guys are sacrificing their body in front of me like that, it makes my job really easy. So um, I was super, super thankful for them, and it was, it was good to get that power play goal and uh, come out with a win. How eager were you to, you know, the challenge to play against an experienced team with a lot of, you know, high-powered offensive players uh, tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, a good test for sure. Um, 
you know, tough travel day and just to be able to come in here and uh, stay sharp you know, through two periods where I didn't see a lot of action and um, just try to keep myself in it and give my team a chance and um, you know, be able to score one in the shootout. So. It's a big confidence boost in the midst of what is obviously you know a tough training camp trying to win a spot on our team with our two goalies. Yeah, I mean, each and every day I'm trying to come in and push the boundaries and um, you know, just kind of show them what, what, uh, what I can do and just kind of go from there and just take it one day at a time. Scorpion save at the end, uh, nice little finish to the uh, shootout. Yeah, it was fun. I, uh, I enjoy shootouts quite a bit and um, you know, I haven't made a save like that before and obviously uh, you know, thankful we got the win. There you go, Dustin Wolf. Good little Selly on the uh, Scorpion save as well. Dustin Wolf post game in Winnipeg following a 3 2 shootout win for the Flames on uh, this Wednesday night. Flames now 3 1 0 on their preseason record. Back at it Friday against the Edmonton Oilers. It's Steinberg along with you as we continue along on your Flames Talk post game show. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge and the downtown. Town Studio. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation for all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Last call for phone calls. If you want to jump in on the phone lines, do so now at 403-240-4444. Also get your texts in at 960-960. This is your Flames Talk postgame show, and this is Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room. Dryden Hunt picked up his second goal of the preseason. He's had himself a nice preseason. Let's hear from Dryden postgame in Winnipeg. Right, let's just start with uh, the effort from your crew here tonight. What did you see from your group? Yeah, I thought overall it was a pretty solid effort. There's a lot of guys that have played a lot of hockey in the last couple of days. So to come to you know Winnipeg, they had a few experienced guys in the lineup. Um, you know, it's a pretty big win for us, guys. What stood out to you the most about? I mean, you fall back behind after that five-on-three goal, but just the way that you're, you know, you guys were able to stick with it. Yeah, just I guess perseverance. Uh, we got a lot of young guys that are fighting for spots, so I think you know one goal is, I mean, not a huge hit to us. Everybody's grinding away, trying to you know, um, you know, find their role on this team. So um, yeah, just just good perseverance, guy, I guess. Yeah, a lot of guys. You're one of those guys who played uh, three games here in a short amount of time too. How's uh, how's it felt in terms of the impact you've been able to make and, and contribute to those wins? Yeah, it's been a lot of hockey. Um, but, you know, it's good. Everybody's getting a good opportunity. Um, you, know, you can't complain. Anytime you get a chance to step on the ice, you got to make the most of it. Uh, you know, first impressions are huge, and uh, it's game three now. So, uh, you know, just trying to do do what you can to kind of try and find your role. I feel an extra bit of motivation this year, given how, you know, last year you were bouncing around for about a couple places and stuff like that, and now there's more opportunity, you know, with Peltry going hurt. Like, is there is there a different feel with this camp this year? Yeah, I don't know if there's a different feel from this camp. I think every year I'm trying to, you know, make the team uh, just kind of the – player I am you know that fringe you know type NHL player so um, every year is the same for me I come in and try and make the team no matter what type of year I had last year um, obviously last year was a bit of a, a tougher year uh, I had some reflection but I'm trying to move on from last year and just given what you said the role you identify yourself as what, what is training camp like for you as given that you're trying to make the team you know, year in year out yeah it's I mean it's a grind yeah but you welcome that um, you know everybody wants to play in the NHL um, like I said, it's tough to play three games in four nights, but, you know, it's an opportunity every night. Uh, I'm just trying to make most of it. There you go, Dryden Hunt, who's trying to make this team out of camp. There's a door open, a couple of doors open for spots. Dryden's doing all he can in this training camp. He picked up his second goal of the preseason in the 3-2 shootout win over Winnipeg. Also picking up his second goal. 
Second straight year, Connor Zary's having himself a really strong training camp. The 2020 first round pick, Connor Zary, uh, he spoke post game. He scored the tying goal in the third period. Let's hear from Connor after a win in Winnipeg. Just start uh, being able to pull one out here. You know, obviously trailing at one point there, but to, to fight your way back in, how did uh, how did it feel tonight? Yeah, it was good. I think. Right from the start, they took to us a little bit, but then we got our feet under us. It's it's always tough kind of coming in on a plane right before a game, but I think after the first five minutes, we got our game under us, played with a little bit of pace, and, and we kept that up pretty well throughout the whole game, and and I think we kept getting the puck to the net and, and kept trying to play our game, and, and at the end of the day, it worked out. Well, I know Bench was loving a lot of what they saw in that five-on-three, a couple blocks. They end up getting it, but you know, for you guys to go back and get one back on the power play, what did that mean to the group? Yeah, it was huge. I think even though they scored on that five-on-three, you could see the momentum it built on the bench just watching guys eat pucks. I think Solyov blocked like four shots right there, just just taking them, no limp, no nothing. So I think when you see ballsy plays like that, it just gets you a little bit of confidence. I know they put one in, but we weren't too uh, too ashamed of that and, and uh, just built off that, and we got our chance on the power play to take it right down back on them. What's it say about your game right now to kind of step into the middle like that and make a play and, and finish it? Yeah, it feels good. Uh, I, I like that play. It's it's always nice when that guy goes down one knee and you have the ability to to pull it in and, and get that lane and and uh, I think that helps build confidence going throughout camp when you can get on the score sheet and obviously wins wins are nice and it keeps the vibe up and, and keeps the confidence up. So I think keep on that train. Obviously, you know going into camp there was jobs up for grabs. Now with Pelche out, uh, there's another spot up for grabs. Is that serving as the extra bit of motivation for yourself and, and other young players that are right on the cusp of making the team? Yeah, I think you, you take that into consideration and, and, and other spots open and guys are going to be fighting every day and and uh, you hate to kind of think that way with, with Pelts going down and, and he, he's been one of my best friends for the last few years ever since we, we started playing Stockton together and, and you kind of hate to see that and it kind of makes you wince and, and almost shed a tear when you see a guy like that going to boards that you, uh, you're so close with. So um, I think just more thinking about him and, and how he's doing over trying to take his job and right from the start. For sure. I mean, this year compared to last year, do you think that there's uh, you know, much more palpable sort of push on the depth charting competition internally? For sure. I think there's there's a lot more opportunities. Just You can see just in, in the games that guys are getting more chances to, to play in different situations and and that we've had pretty, pretty split rosters throughout camp. And, and that's I think that's good, healthy competition for everyone, even even the older guys that are already on the team and, and obviously cemented. And, and to see those younger guys push them, it takes their game to the next level sometimes too. What did you think of the way your goaltender played? Uh, overtime shootout, he handled himself pretty well. I thought. Yeah, uh, Wolfie's Wolfie's. He's always been a stud. Uh, he always makes those big timely saves, especially that one in the shootout with the Scorpion. And and uh, and that celebration was pretty good itself. Yes, it was. I agree, Connor. That's Connor Zary post-game in Winnipeg. Uh, back to the text line at 969.60. Shubes writes, uh, Wolf sounds like an absolute pro. I hope they can lock him down so he doesn't walk away. Uh, he he is. Doesn't just sound like a, he is an absolute pro. I can vouch for that. Um, this says, sending nothing but positive thoughts and prayers to the entire Snow family. Congratulations to Backlund on becoming the 21st captain, the perfect choice who conducts himself with nothing but grace and integrity. That comes from Sam. Well said. Uh, this from Jeff in Lethbridge. I was really souring on this team, hearing about so many players wanting to leave. Backlund signing is a move in the right direction. And finally, this says, Pat, do you like Markstrom's new mask? You know, I'm really bad at that. I'm really, like... You know, Flames Talk fan member Aaron Vickers is a goalie gear nerd. He picks up everything. I don't pick up anything on goalie gear, so I don't. I don't have an opinion on the new mask. I'll look this week and I'll get back to you. 
I'm the worst at that. Uh, I'm copping to it. I am the worst at masks, pads, all that type of stuff. Like producer Izam, that's his wheelhouse. He lives for that. Me, I'm the worst at it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I, it's not in my wheelhouse, so I don't pick up on it. Like I, I pick up on like celebrations. Like uh, that's that's my wheelhouse. Like oh, he usually celebrates like that after he scores, but this time he did that. That's more my wheelhouse. So. Not saying anything's right or wrong. Just I I I don't have an observation on it because, to be honest with you, I didn't notice, which is my bad. So I'll get Azam after the show, and he can he can let me know. Text line always open at nine sixty nine sixty. One more phone call before we wrap things up on our Flames Talk post game on this Wednesday night. Three two shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets for the Flames. It's Steinberg and TJ. What's going on, TJ? How we doing? What's up, Pat? It's your boy TJ Tarango. Oh, uh, well, I, well, I know who it is. As soon as I as soon as I saw you? that How name, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I called, but I just wanted to say uh, you've been killing it so far. Uh, great win for the team tonight. Uh, that Sally from Wolf was pretty cool, but uh, just wanted to say, looking forward to listening to the program for the rest of the year, and I'll see you on Friday. Yeah, buddy. Let's a uh, little preseason battle of Alberta. I'll see you up yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you up there. Have a good one. Straight out of Calgary. Just wanted to say all that. See you, Teach. Good to see. You. Good to hear from you, buddy. We'll see you Friday. Yeah, see ya. All see right, ya. man. See you on Friday. Taron Jot rules. What a what a dude. Uh, and. Uh, appreciate that great way to end things off on the phone lines great stuff on the phone lines great stuff on the text line as we start to wrap things up on our flames talk post game show let's dive in on the final summary went like this uh two teams split goals in the first period winnipeg opening the scoring thanks to jansen harkins at 728 of the opening frame harkins gets his first of the preseason from parker ford and declan chisholm and it was one nothing winnipeg calgary answers on a dryden hunt marker at 1938 hunts second of the preseason from mckenzie Weger and kevin rooney we had a 1-1 tie after 20 minutes of play to the second period we go no scoring in the middle frame so off to the third where the Jets retake the lead. Parker Ford makes it 2-1 Winnipeg at the 320 mark of the final frame. Ford's first of the preseason from Nino Niederreiter at 320. That was a power play goal. Jets led 2-1. Once again, Flames even the score. This time it's Connor Zary with a nice finish on his second of the preseason. Zary from Nikita Zadorov and Jordan Osterley at 1256. It wasn't officially a power play goal. It came two seconds after a power play expired. Ties the game, and we had an overtime game on a Wednesday night. To overtime we go. Lots of back and forth, some good opportunities, some big stops from both goaltenders, including Dustin Wolf in net for the Flames, but no scoring in overtime, and 65 minutes solves nothing. So, final shots after overtime in 65 minutes were 33-21 Flames. Calgary goes 0 for 5 on the power play. Winnipeg 1 for 3 with the man advantage. Off to the shootout we go. Jets went first. Nino Niederreiter stopped. Connor Zeri stopped. Parker Ford of the Jets stopped. Andrew Mangiapane scores. Flames had the lead. That meant Vlad Nemestikov had to score for Winnipeg. He would not. An outstanding stop. Scorpion style, raising the leg from Dustin Wolf. He makes all three stops in the shootout, and the Flames win the shootout 1-0. They win the game 3 
two. Your three stars tonight, number three, Nikita Zadorov of the Flames, number two, Jansen Harkins of the Jets, and with a goal and an assist, Jets forward Parker Ford, the number one star. With the win, Calgary improves to three, 1-0 this preseason, and their exhibition schedule continues Friday at home to the Edmonton Oilers, while Winnipeg drops to 2-0-1. Their preseason schedule continues Friday on the road in Ottawa. That is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson, and for our producers, Cam Hughes and Azam Nanji. And I uh, really wanted to say a special shout-out to uh, our entire engineering department. Um, I don't want to miss anybody, but I'm going to go through it anyway just to get everything going today. Uh, I won't get into the nitty-gritty, but I want to make sure they get their due as well. Cam Thompson, Evan Cody, Jeff Mason, Chad Hayes, uh, Matty J, uh, Randy Opperman, uh, I think I got oh and Paul everybody everybody made sure that we could get this thing to air today so I wanted to make sure the uh, engineering department got a big time salute and if I missed anybody in there I'm really sorry it has been a crazy crazy day um, and before I uh, wrap things up I will wrap up our Flames Talk post game by saying uh, whole thing is just dedicated to uh, the whole show the whole day dedicated to just sending good vibes to Chris Snow. So Snowy Strong to Chris, who's uh, in the fight for his life in hospital right now. We know he's been fighting ALS for the last almost five years. On Tuesday, he had a cardiac arrest and uh, sustained brain damage as a result. He's in hospital. Kelsey Snow on social media on Wednesday said doctors say he's unlikely to wake up. But you know what? That dude fights his ass off and has has been fighting ALS as courageously as anybody could over the last little bit. I just saw Snowy 10 days ago uh, at a coffee shop in Penticton. He was there with his wife, Kelsey, with uh, his, his children, Cohen and Willa. Uh, Cohen was around the wind sport in the Saddle Dome all day today. Uh, and, and if anybody's listening, Flames Talk is sending uh, the entire Snow family all the love and all the vibes. Uh, and keep fighting, Snowy. It's been snowy strong for years, and uh, I, still, I still hope there's uh, some snowy strong left. And uh, uh, so, yeah. Just uh, the whole whole day has been with a heavy, heavy heart. There's been a lot of news. Michael Backlund's contract extension and captaincy announcement, the Jacob Pelche injury news, and, and, and all of it, heavy heart with uh, Chris Snow. So uh, thoughts, prayers, and more than anything, good vibes to Chris and the family. Is Snowy's fighting the battle, and he's got his support from his loved ones, and uh, we wish you all the all the support and all the good vibes. Um, we've been coming at you on our Flames Talk post game from the Doug Lacey's Basement System Systems downtown studio. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. For all things basement visit DL Basement Systems. Com. Next up for the Flames, Friday night, 7 o'clock. It is the Oilers and Flames preseason Battle of Alberta at the Scotiabank Saddledome. We'll be on the air with your pregame show, Flames warm-up, at 6 o'clock. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, great rest of your week. Final score from Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Flames win 3-2 in a shootout over the Winnipeg Jets. This has been your Flames Talk postgame show, available wherever you get your podcasts. And this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.